Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled In Him. Today's subtitle is Strangers. I'm telling you that we are strangers in this world. The Bible declares very plainly that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are citizens from another country, and Jesus is our King. So I pray that you will enjoy today's message. I pray that it's a great blessing to you. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can hear today's message as well as the entire series right there on the website. And while you are there, please consider supporting Kingdom Rock Radio. Any financial donation you give will be a blessing toward the work of Jesus Christ here at Kingdom Rock. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is subtitled, Strangers. It's part number five in the series entitled, In Him. Strangers, there are strangers among us today. Strangers. Strangers. We're going to see who these strangers are today as we dive into God's rich word. But first, let's pray. You can go and uh, silence your cell phone devices and all of your toys and all that stuff. I want you really, when you're here, you need to be focused, Jack and Jill. You need to be focused. Because again, we're talking about life or death, success or failure, poverty or wealth, overcoming or being overcome, being a victor or being a victim. All of that lays right in your fingertips, right at your hands. It's up to you to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to take, it's okay to take life seriously, but don't take it too seriously. Okay? Because there are some things that God has already laid and already done, but you've got to do your part. When you take things too seriously, you go beyond what you're supposed to do. And you really, people stress out when they take it too seriously. There is a realm where you take it serious, but when you go past that, that's when you start getting in trouble. You hear me? So today, let's just have fun in the Word of God today. We're going to relax, we're going to relate, and we're going to release and uh, really just flow with the Lord, okay? Amen. Amen? I hope I said that correctly. All right, so let's go. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name today for what you have prepared for us. Father, I thank you for this mighty people, Lord, that you have sitting before you today. Lord, I thank you for those that are joining us online as well. I thank you, Father, that your word has come and that your spirit is moving among us. Father, I pray that this atmosphere will be conducive for the uh, sowing of the seed, uh, for the teaching of the word, uh, for you to just explain it to us in a way that we all that all hearers may understand, but not only just understand, but also that we may understand and do it. Father, we pray that you walk us into another realm, into another reality where we are more like Jesus and where Jesus is manifesting himself through us. We give you praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, give your neighbor a high five and tell them it's all about Jesus. All right. Very good. It is really all about him. It really is. All right. Well, uh, we've been giving you a couple of words that, that we've been discussing for the last few weeks. 
uh, two words in particular that really sort of encapsulate the whole theme of the series in him, how the Father is shifting our mentality, shifting our mindset uh, from that of the natural man to that of a kingdom-minded person, to that of having the mind of Christ. Two words we've been looking at uh, every week. One word, of course, is attitude. Attitude. Uh, As you've heard it said before, your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude, it's so important. Remember, the word attitude means your settled way of thinking. Your settled way of thinking. And we gave you the example how one would say, you know, I've made my mind up. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Oh, that's it right there. That's their attitude. And the second word we gave you uh, was perception. Perception. And perception is your way of thinking or the way you see things. The way you see things. Are you a person that sees things as uh, glass half empty? or glass half full, the way you see things. So both of these really have a lot to do uh, with your walk with the Lord and how you walk and relate in the earth today. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to uh, just two scriptures that we've been going over every week. Just want to get them in you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22. And it says, For as in Adam all die, even so... In Christ, all shall be made what? All shall be made alive. All shall be made alive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. The Lord said here that uh, even so, in Christ, all shall be made what? Alive. So as you are in Christ, you are declaring over your life that you are now made alive that you are made alive. Now, if you are made alive, that means if there's anything that is dead around you, it will have to depart. It will have to depart. So you're going to declare of yourself, I am in Christ, so therefore I am made alive. Okay, so everything, so there is life around me. There is life around me, and I expect to see life and things living around me. Amen? Not things drying up and things dying. No, I am in Christ. And so because of that, I am made alive. Let's look at Romans 8, Romans 8, verses 1 through 2. And it says this, uh, the King James Version. Therefore, um, rather, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So again, now that we are in Christ, we will not be condemned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This gives us freedom. This gives us freedom uh, to serve and to act and to move in the earth realm, uh, knowing, and it gives us security, a sense of security, knowing that because we are in Christ, condemnation. God will not judge you. Our heavenly father will not judge you, will not condemn you or really damn you to hell. Not cursing, using biblical words. (laughs) There is no damnation. Hallelujah, which is the truest sense of the word condemnation, meaning of the word. When a judge tells somebody guilty, you're going to jail for the next so and so years. Guilty, you go into the electric chair. 
that sentence of guilty is the word condemnation. They've condemned them to a certain fate. So because you are in Christ, God, the high judge, the only judge that we need to be concerned about, will never say to you, guilty, condemned. You are sentenced to an eternity in hell because you are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that something? You ought to praise the Lord right there. Hallelujah. You ought to praise God. There should be no born-again believer that ever, uh, that ever has the inkling or the fear of going to hell. That's off the table. That is, if you are indeed in Christ. Are you hearing? So it says again, there is, there is therefore now no, say no, no, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So you need to be concerned about being in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. So again, we've said this a few times. want to bring it back in your hearing. We are a supernatural people living in a natural world. Right. Say with me, I am a supernatural person, a supernatural living, person. living in a natural world. Now, if you are indeed in Christ and name Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, that is a true statement. You will move in and out uh, of the supernatural. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. You are indeed the temple of God's Spirit, the temple of the Holy Spirit. As you heard earlier, even from uh, Minister Belinda, the Word of God declares that uh, Jesus said that uh, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. That's a supernatural life. Now, this is something that is available to every born again believer, but this is something also that, that not every born again believer will ever walk in. Simply because of laziness. Some because of ignorance, but ignorance is only an excuse until an answer is revealed. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Some people are just going to sit there and wait on Superman to come. And when Superman gets here, he's going to teach me all things. No, the Messiah has already come. And Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit to be your teacher. But you've got to avail yourself to him. Don't be so busy that you can't get with him in prayer, that you can't open your Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. So we said that we are strangers, or I said the title of this is strangers. The word stranger is a person whom one does not know or with whom one is not familiar. As I said, gave the way early there prematurely. We are the strangers. We are the strangers. That's why Gene is so strange. He says, ditto. That's right. We're strangers in this this land. We're strangers. And I'm going to show you that uh, just shortly in the word of the Lord. But it's all about how you identify yourself. We we identify ourselves with the word of God. What has God said about you? Not what has society said about you. Not what friends say about you. What has God say about you? That must be our true reality. That must be our true reality. Now, uh, the Bible declares that um, even that the whole creation is groaning, waiting on the appearance or the manifestation of the sons of God. And really, these are matured believers. 
those that have given themselves to the word of God, given themselves to prayer, given themselves uh, to the counsel and relationship of the Holy Spirit so that he would breathe life into you and really change your mindset and change you, period. Okay, so the whole the whole of creation is waiting on the matured sons of God. Sons, of course, not denoting gender, but denoting position of favor with God. Amen. Amen. So the whole creation is waiting on those. Now, if you are part of the body of Christ, you are part of Jesus. uh, There should be a a knowingness on the inside of you, a knowingness, uh, almost a gnawing on the inside of you telling you that there is something greater, that there is more to life than just this. An expectation of the power uh, or the revealing of the presence of God. Some sort of expectation. Are you hearing? Now, because what the Lord is doing now, he is awakening a conscious consciousness, we can say, inside of you. He's awakening a consciousness inside of you uh, or a desire for something greater, for something more. The Lord said that you can't come to the Father except he draw you to him. So as the Spirit of God is drawing you into the presence of God, you'll have a desire to do more, desire to see more, a desire to be involved with the Holy Spirit more and giving more of your life to him, a desire more for that oneness, a desire for a stronger connection with him, because it is he that is pulling you toward himself. Upon this, as we yield ourselves to him, we become matured believers. We become more and more strange. Are you hearing me? When they honk their horn at you and, and as you're driving and they put one of their fingers up in the air. That's right. They're saying you are number one. You are number one. Or they're trying to point you simply where your father is. Hey, remember your father. Remember your father. Instead of cursing them, we bless them. And I believe with all my heart in those times when someone offends you and comes against you, it is because they need prayer. And the Lord allows them to offend you so that you can then go into prayer mode and intercede for them. Because that person then gets on the top of my prayer list. I'm praying for you. Are you hearing? I'm praying. I'm praying. So sometimes there will be an opportunity of offense for you to pray. Not an opportunity of offense for you to curse. You see, cursing is of this world. But blessing is of that world. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. We'll all have opportunities to do that. All right, but I want to issue you a challenge. And as I talked about this one last week, I want to bring this challenge back up to you uh, today. And I pray that it will provoke fault and it will also provoke provoke action. And this will be, I believe, the third time that I brought this before you, that Lord wants me to bring it back before you here this third time. So I pray that you would hear, that you would hearken, and that you would do the will of God. Are you hearing me? All right. Before I do that, as I was in the mall yesterday, oh, my God, the mall. Just for a moment. 
I'm, my wife is doing her thing, and she's in the store, and she's having fun or doing what she was doing in the store. She was not really having fun in the, uh, in the lady's store. I took my position of typing out my notes and uh, talking to the Lord as I'm uh, waiting. And uh, as I was waiting, talking to the Lord, here again, strangers. As I'm talking to the Lord and really singing in the spirit, singing in the spirit, I'm walking around and I'm praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, hallelujah, and singing with the spirit, just rejoicing and keeping my mind in tune with the Father. I find that as I do that, uh, my senses become more aware. And as I'm just talking, talking to him, walking in the, ma- walking in the mall, um, Uh, I asked the Lord a question, and he answered me almost immediately. And when he does that, that's almost surprising sometimes. But this is what I asked him as I was praying for more supernatural experiences with him, praying, um, you know, praying and seeking his face. I asked him, Lord, why can't I fly yet? I'm expecting to fly, Uncle Dennis. I, I, I really am. If this life for the next, but I'm expecting to take off. Praise the Lord. Yes, 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 I really am. There are a lot of people that have had flying dreams. But anyway, I asked the question, why, why aren't I flying yet? And the answer that I got back almost immediately was this. Why don't you believe that you are? Why don't you believe that you are? Or how do you know that you're not already? Yeah, I think that was, how do you know that you're not already? The only way I would know that, perception. Well, my feet haven't left the ground. Really? But that's another story altogether. All right? So I issue you this challenge, and I did this before, and we'll do it again today. During your time of warfare, during your time of worry, during your time of fear, during your time of frustration, during your time of pain, during your time of suffering, instead of cursing your life and taking in or producing a negative attitude that will really ruin your day, instead of doing that, you should declare the word of God as it relates to the situation and then begin to worship him for who he is. Declare the word of God as it relates to your situation, and then worship the Lord for who he is. Remember, the enemy, the devil, demonic powers, don't have the power in themselves to curse you. So what they would do, you being a born-again believer, hearing me? You being a born-again believer. The blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. They don't have the power to curse you. But what they do have the power to do is to try to bring about situations, try to convince you of something bad, and then you will curse yourself. Out of your own mouth, you'll curse your own life. And you'll have that self-fulfilling prophecy. I'll never have anything. I'll never be this and that, this and that and the other. And you'll speak it and you'll speak it and you'll speak it and you'll speak it. And remember, 
as you are born of God, as you have a recreated spirit, you are formed in the likeness image of God. Your father, your heavenly father is a speaking spirit. He speaks and things happen. So as you are formed in his image, you speak and things happen. The Lord Jesus said, or the Bible declares in the book of Psalms, or rather Proverbs, that um, the power of life and death are in the tongue, in your tongue. You can curse your own life. And many do that. So the enemy will try to convince you of this and that, all this going on around you, and you begin to speak it out, and you have it. You've given him an inroad to come into your life. With your words, angels will come and help. Or with your words, you'll open the door for the devil to come in and destroy. That is a guarantee. Are you hearing? So instead of when these trying situations come, instead of cursing your life, begin to declare the word of God as it relates to that situation. Now, as we said before, you ought to be an authority on the word of God as it relates to the trial or struggle that you are currently going through. Because the enemy always hits you in the same spot. Remember, we said if he was a fighter, if he was a boxer, he would be a poor one because he always hits you in the same area over and over and over. It's that same temptation. It's that same button that he pushes. This is not nothing new. You've experienced the same thing over and over and over in that same old area. Well, instead of being a pushover, Now, we're going to declare the word of God. We're going to go into the Bible. You're going to find yourself, you can even buy one yourselves, one of these promise books that has it all there so neatly for you. If you're dealing with fear, find out what God's word said about fear. If it's money problems, I'm always broke. Find out what God said about finances. If it's sickness, find out what God said about your healing. And you can declare, uh, if it's sickness, by his stripes, I am healed. I feel this pain, but I believe what God said more than what I'm feeling. Does that make sense to you? In the time of your struggle, in the time of your pain, in the time of your suffering, let the word of God come out. So we can say it this way. When temptation knocks at your door, temptation to do wrong or temptation to fear, tempting really is a a strong desire, a strong desire to fear or a strong desire to sin, a strong desire uh, to give in to something, a strong desire to be sad or whatever, whatever the situation is. When it knocks at your door, or rather when it knocks, let the word answer the door. You hearing me? Let the word answer the door. Okay, this is your defensive position. We're going to talk about for a moment uh, defensive and offensive positions. Defensive and offensive positions, because here again, you are supernatural people living in a natural world. The natural man just takes it and is overcome by it. The natural man um, may commit acts of suicide. God bless them all. But see, this is why God has you here so that you can pray and intercede for them and give them a prayer covering so that that would not be until they can come into the knowledge of the truth of God's word. Are you hearing? So God help us if we fail to pray 
Because as long as you, as we are in the earth, the Holy Spirit is here on the inside of us. We are here to help humanity. We are strangers sent here to help humanity. Boy, that sounds mighty strange. I know it. I know how it sounds, Ray, but it's the truth. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I send you. You're here to interrupt Satan's plans. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can give a prayer covering. You can pray for them. And your heavenly father hears your prayers and he will respond many times so that they will believe. Are you hearing? All right. So uh, just declare with me. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I cannot be defeated because he is not defeated. One more time. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I cannot be defeated because he is not defeated. All right. So just for a moment, let's talk about those two positions, uh, our defensive and offensive uh, positions. Because you'll need to know both. There's a time when you defend yourself, and there's a time when you take new ground and new territory. You have to know about both. Okay? All right, so again, defensive position. uh, When temptation, worry, fear, or sin, etc. comes knocking, allow the word to answer the door. And listen to this. Then worship and praise will kick him off of your property. Don't ever forget that. It's the difference between overcoming and being overcome. Because when the enemy comes with his lies, remember, we went to Matthew, the fourth chapter. We talked about how Jesus overcame the devil. He declared, he said, it is written. Every time the devil comes with a lie, every time he comes with some false statement, some false accusation, uh, he says, Jesus said, it is written. I'm telling you, when those words go out of your mouth as a son of God, here again, son, not denoting gender, but position in favor with God. As you declare, it is written. As the enemy tries to come at you, let's say with fear, and you declare the word of God, uh, let's say even Psalm 56, it says, what time, uh, verses three and four, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee and God, I will praise his word and God, I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So you are declaring whatever area in your life that the enemy is attacking you, you're going to go into your Bible or go into a promise book. You're going to do in this information age, you can even do a Google search and type in scriptures that have to do with whatever it is for you. Money, scriptures that have to do with fear, scriptures or healing scriptures. You can type that in. It's still available now before the Antichrist and all that gets up. These things are available now, and you can print those out, and you can begin to memorize and get these words in you. But, but listen, not only see them or read them, you've got to also endeavor to understand them. What is God saying to me in these scriptures? 
And you may just say one of them, then two, then, then build. You, what you're doing, you're building your arsenal. You're building your arsenal. The enemy comes at you one way, you draw back. What? Ooh, it is written. Are you hearing me? When you have said and you have spoken, then you go back and go into praise and worship. You begin to worship God for who he is. Worship him for who he is. If you're dealing with sickness, you begin to say, Father, I thank you for being my healer. Thank you for being my uh, Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. If you're dealing with um, uh, some form of fear or some form of anxiety, you begin to say, Lord, I thank you for being my peace. You are my Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. Or you can say, you are my Jehovah Nisi. You, the Lord, my banner. Google names of God. Biblical names of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Lord will reveal himself to you in that area. Are you hearing? If you need more assistance, let me know. But you're going to have to put your hands to the plow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, these, are, that's, that, these were defensive position, defensive position. When this stuff knocks at your door again, and it will come again. How do I know it? Because the devil has defeated you in that area before. So he comes back to your area of weakness, and he does it again. And it do, it'll do it again. There's only one way he won't tempt you in that area ever again. That's if you die. That is, leave this planet. Your spirit come out of your body. We got your funeral. That's it. But as long as you're in your body, he'll come up with that same old junk. And it's up to you now to mature out of it, to rise above that. To speak the word of God over your life. And you'll see as you do that. But I'm telling you, put some on him. He'll think twice about coming back again. All right. So you declare the word of God. What has Jesus said about this situation? What does the word say about this situation? And then you open your you open your mouth and you begin to worship the Lord. You raise your hands and say, Father, I thank you that you are my healer. All right. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let's say it's a thunderstorm outside. I mean, it is really pouring down, raining out there. And you have your small children with you or your grandchildren with you. And they are just terrified. They're just terrified. But what if they come to you and uh, they go to you, uh, mommy, daddy, papa, mama, however they call you. And uh, what, what if they come to you and they, were, they are still scared as I don't know what? They are scared. Now, you know you have made provisions. The roof is good. The house is good. You're good. It's just a thunderstorm. You know it's going to pass. But they are terrified. Now, if they come to you and they are terrified... And they remain, you comfort them, try to comfort them, but they remain terrified. And you rub them, and, but they still remain terrified. They're shaking on you. Ooh, ooh. They are telling you at that point, hey, I don't believe that you have anything to do with I mean, you can't bring me comfort here. This thing is greater than you. Right? What if they come to you and say, mommy, you know what? It's storm outside, but I know you got me. It's okay. I'm okay because you're here with me. I'm okay because you. They could still be afraid. 
But they say, I know I'm okay because I'm with you. You're the greatest mommy. You're the greatest daddy. I know you got us supplied. I know you got us taken care of. And I just appreciate you for that. I am a little bit afraid, but I trust in you. I know you've taken care of things here. Hallelujah, mommy, daddy. Remember, courage is not the absence of fear, but it is doing what you need to do while you are afraid. Not allowing fear to stop you. Are you hearing? So in the midst of it, you're praising God for who he is. You're still afraid or you're still feeling pain, but you rejoice. Thank you, Lord. You're my healer. Thank you, Lord. You're my deliverer. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. This kicks the enemy off the property. Hallelujah. This bewilders him. Who is this? Well, I'm a son of God. You ladies can say, well, I'm a son of God. (laughs) Or you can say, child of God, if that helps you better. Are you hearing? All right. So defensive position, offensive position, there are times when we get out of that foxhole and we have to go further. We're going to have to take new ground and new territory. Here's your uh, offensive position. Uh, Praise and worship will plow the field, and the word is the seed that's planted in the what? In the soil. Your praise and worship will plow the field. As you lifting up your voice and you're beginning to uh, glorify the Lord. Remember, you worship God for who he is. And you praise him for what he does. You worship him for who he is. And you praise him for what he does or what he has done. Are you hearing all right, so as you're plowing, and then you begin to, um, uh, you're planting the word, you're declaring the word over the soil, you're declaring the word over your life, and then, of course, uh, then begin thanking the Lord. Your thanksgiving uh, begins to water it, and then your father, your Abba, will then give the increase. Are you hearing? All right. So just keep those things in mind. We are strangers in this world. Now, as we begin to close out shortly, I have so much more to tell you. So much more. Let's go to 1 John, the fourth chapter. 1 John 4, verse 16 through 19. 16 through 19. Are you guys still with me today? Guys, not denoting gender, but a word that we use denoting a group of people. Here we go again with that, right, Rudy? All right. We are strangers in this world. 1 John 4, verse 16 through 19. This is what it says out of the King James Version. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. What a very, very powerful statement that is. You've got to know it and believe it. Okay? Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now, the day of judgment talks about the day of examination. The day of examination. Okay? Okay? This, of course, speaking of the day when the world is judged, but we are not judged there. 
we're not judged with the world because the world will be judged really for one thing. And that is, did you receive or reject Christ? That's what takes people to hell, not smoking, drinking, snorting, shooting, rooting, tooting, pooting, (laughs) whatever you want to say it. It is the rejection of Christ because if they receive Christ, the Holy Spirit will help them work all the other stuff out. Isn't he working with you? Isn't he helping you work it out? Jesus will work it out. Yes, he will. Jesus will work it out. Work it out. Why are you going to pay your rent? Work it out. All your money spent. Work it out. I'm sorry. Just I try to hold it back. But sometimes I just, I can't. must be the chocolate <laughs> herein verse 70 herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment I don't have anything, I don't have anything to worry about Amen. now not in going to hell but we will be but our works will be examined by the Lord what you do for him will be examined But you don't have to worry about damnation. That's a biblical word again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what you do for him will be examined. All right. He said, herein, uh, uh, it's Reagan, one more time. He says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because, say because, Because. or why are we going to have boldness in the day of judgment? Because as he what is, so are we in this world. Now, that is such a very, very powerful statement. Not as Jesus was, so are we. It says, as he is. That's big. As Jesus is. So are we where in this world, in this time, at this moment, we're in the world, but not of the world. And our, our identification is that with Christ. So here's another powerful statement that we've got to get into us as Jesus is. So are we in this world? I'm going to show you a few scriptures as it relates to that. But Jesus right now. It is to say that he is accepted by God is an understatement. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Talking about the day of judgment. To say that there is no condemnation in his life is an understatement. He's in perfect union with God the Father. As he is, so are you in this world. Are you hearing? Verse number 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Let's look at 1 John, the fourth chapter, as we begin to close. 1 John, fourth chapter, verse 17. It says this, 1 John, fourth chapter, verse 17. Uh, Let me read this, the same scripture, of course, uh, out of the 
uh, New Living, rather, out of the um, New International Version. It says here, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are what? We are like Jesus. Now, you say, but pastor, I don't know. I don't know, pastor. You don't walk around with me all day. I say some bad stuff sometimes. I do some wrong stuff. I still lie. I still cheat. And when I cheat, I try to cover it up. And with, I'm trying to, I still tell a little white lie, Pastor. I understand it's still a lie, but you know a little white lie. It don't hurt everybody. <laughs> but it sure is hurting you. When they don't know, they don't, it's all right. They don't know. Shh. They don't have to know everything. Shh. Don't have to know everything, Pastor. That's why I keep it. I keep it from my spouse. He don't have to know it. She don't have to know it. It's all right. And in that little lie, you are opening a door for Satan to enter in. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Are you hearing me? Lord Jesus, what are you doing here? Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, Apparently, we have stepped in something here. So let's go a little bit deeper. Don't you know that your prayers can be hindered, husband and wife? Don't you know your prayers can be hindered if you don't fellowship properly one with another? The lies that you keep from each other, the enemy works in darkness. Darkness is lies. Lies is an area of darkness. You bring the darkness in, and he's going to work. And you may not see his fruit for the moment. He loves to plant seeds and then leave. And then things begin to grow and fester and grow and fester, grow and fester over time. And it begins to break down the relationship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read an article the other day. My wife and I were together, and I, and I read an article. I tried to read it out loud because reading out loud sort of helps me sometimes. Praise the Lord. And the article, article read, the title of the article was, Should I Tell My Spouse That I Cheated? Should I Tell My Spouse That I Cheated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy, we're really in it tonight, today. Shall I tell my spouse that I've been cheating? That was the article. Someone wrote into this Christian, to the Christian author, and uh, presented that question. And some sort of survey was given, and people about there was a fifty-fifty split of whether they should tell their spouse or not. Some said I shouldn't tell him because if I tell him, it's all over. There was a woman apparently in the article that had an inappropriate relationship with someone in the office. And it was first it was an emotional affair and then it got into something physical. But um, she she wrote in and said, well, uh, I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling shame. Uh, This thing is eating me alive. Should I tell him? 
That's what she said. But if I tell him, I know what he's going to do. So, of course, the author, uh, the, the, the author of the blog said, yes, you should tell him. You should bring that into the light. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to talk later. We should bring this into the light. How is Jesus in this world? How is Jesus in this world? The Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. How is Jesus in this world? How is Jesus now? Let's look at um, Colossians, the first chapter, verse 15. Let me read this to you out of the Amplified Bible, the classic Amplified Bible. This is how it says, Colossians 1, verse 15. It says, now he is the exact likeness. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. Jesus is, now he is, the exact likeness, the exact likeness of the invisible God. So he says to us again, as Jesus is, so are you, so are we in this world. What does that translate to you? The exact in Christ. We are the exact likeness of an unseen God, of the invisible God, our Father. Now, that doesn't compute in our thinking. Why? Because we're still, we're still receiving our information, our data from this sensory realm. We're still receiving our information from things that we have experienced, what other people have said. We're receiving that information, and all that information contradicts what God said in his word. You see, you have to know the truth, and then you yield yourself to it, and then you ask the Holy Spirit to walk you through it. He has to walk you through it. This is not a thing of willpower. I'm going to believe what God said above anything else. Mm, 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 I'm going to believe, 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 believe. Mm, mm, no. Yeah. It was almost speaking in tongues, wasn't it? This is not a, you won't be able to force yourself into the things of God. You have to be led, led of the spirit. Those that are led of the spirit are the sons of God. Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, but some things you just can't take right now. But when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will lead you into all truth and show you things to come. So the spirit of God has to lead us in. He has to teach you. He is the teacher. All I'm saying is that you need to open yourself to his tutelage. Open yourself to his teaching and hear what he says. So in the time of distress, let the word answer the door. But you've got to do the work 
and find out what God said about it. Even if you, even if you find one scripture, one scripture, and you meditate on that one scripture and you write it down, you write it in the pad, you write it several times. My God will keep me in perfect peace. Uh, from God will keep them in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on thee. I mean, you're writing that down. You're writing that whatever relates to your situation, whatever you're going through, whatever trial or tribulation, whatever way the devil keeps punching you. If he keeps punching you on the left cheek, let's get some defense there on the left cheek. There'll be time to memorize and understand the entire Bible. But right now you're hurting and your face is all blown up. You got the blood coming down in the face, my place. My place, my place, my place, all over down the place. Are you hearing? My bottom lip is hanging down here, my bottom lip. So we need to find out, where's the devil? Does it? Okay, let me back up as we close. Do y'all know whether the, where the enemy is tempting you? Let me see a show of hands. Do you know where he's tempting you? Do you know where he always gets you? Well, then let's get the word of God and find out what God said about that area and declare that word and say, I am that that God has said and not this. Give God a hand of praise. We're done in Jesus name. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.